0: de Monte Cristo in
1: Nashville. You are listening to The Smoking Section.
0: This episode of Smoking Section Podcast is sponsored by Crown Hit Cigars. Carve your own path. Here we are, another episode of Smoking Section Podcast. I have here my tin Roof buddy. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first bar I ever it's, went to in Nashville. So is it's it really stock. Yeah, um, I don't think that's the first bar ever went to in Nashville. Maybe it is actually. Yeah, back when Element in Camden wasn't there, and it was just a parking lot, gravel parking lot across yeah, yeah. the
1: street. It was a gravel parking lot. Like that was the first. Parking lot. That parking lot was the first time I ever smoked pot. First yeah. time a lot of stuff happened <laughs> yeah. in that parking lot. It was, uh, it yeah, was, that was, yeah. the parking was free. The parking was free, so yeah. we, we used to leave our cars there. Dude, the parking that I just parked to park here yeah. was $52. What? I have no idea, but it's come a long way since free parking outside of Tinder. It's the gulch. It's the gulch.
0: Yeah, they, they think highly of themselves. Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, we have here the hit maker himself, Mr. Chase Rice. <laughs> (laughs) I'll take it.
1: (laughs) How you been, man? I've been busy. Yeah. Uh, Good, busy. Um, It's been a weird, in an awesome way, it's been fun because I had like the last eight, nine years of touring. Right. Where it was like, I was just touring. And then I'd come home, I'd write and I'd tour and it just wore me out. COVID happened. And now this is like a new precedent set to where it's like I get home on I don't really party much on the road anymore right so when I get home on Sundays I'll hit up Josh or I'll hit up buddies or yeah we'll go golf we'll go to roof we'll go wherever and and then Sunday to Wednesday I'm kind of living a normal life um because when I do my writing stuff I do it on retreats now I don't write in oh, town you don't write in town anymore so it's it's been an interesting shift since COVID that's a different routine than normal yeah I love it yeah <laughs> like next week I'm not coming home I'm staying in Wilmington after our Wilmington show on Saturday and we're writing for four days and then I'll meet the tour back up in right. Athens, Georgia. But then I'll have, right in those four days, I'll have eight or nine songs to choose from. So I'll be good. Do you, so here's my question.
0: Do you feel like you write better quality songs on a retreat than you did in, in Nashville? And not a yeah. dick to Nashville, but it's like, well, yeah. it's good to get away from the
1: noise. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just, you're more creative. Yeah, um, You're not... Like, and while on these retreats, what's crazy is we did Montana, we did Alabama, and we did Florida. Mm-hmm. The Alabama one was more chill, but the, uh, Montana and Florida was like, we were going fishing all day, we were going golfing all day, we were doing that. We weren't writing during the day, and we just write at night. So it's a blast. And then you get done with the thing, and, and you've got like seven songs, eight songs. So, and that allows me the time to do stuff like this when right. I'm in town. And like today, I just, like I, I cleaned my garage. Like I did something normal while I was home. It was cool. Wow, that's a great routine to have. Yeah, it separates everything. It's like, and that's just been the last month or so, and it's never been like that before. But it's it's like that right now. It's awesome. Wow. So let's
0: let's talk about let's talk about your beginning days because I first heard about you. Um, I was dating this girl who was obsessed with an artist named Chase Rice and I had no idea who the hell you were. <laughs> no idea who the hell you were. Was this how long ago was it? It was Dirt Road
1: Communion. Yeah, wait, 2012.
0: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And she was in St. Louis. God. I actually think you might know her. I'll tell her, her name when I get, when, you get off, when I get off to the top. Uh, right. I think you might. I actually think you might know her because I know Marcella knows her. Okay.
1: Um, well, he knows everybody. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. <laughs> he, he knows everybody. Um, and so it's like so I started listening to him and Jack Daniels and Jesus. <sighs> yep. And then you had the uh, the remake of. Uh, What's the uh, ride ride that was on ignite the night that was 14 right mm-hmm. so what here's my thing I, because because I'm, I'm watching you grow because of this girl but I'm watching you grow as an artist what do you what does current chase wish he knows which, he, which he would have known
1: back when he was recording Dirt Road Communion. Uh, first of all, I wish I had known Oscar Charles back then, but <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Charles didn't even live here. He's who produced this right. "I Hate Cowboys" record, right? Um, so after Dirt Road Communion, mm-hmm. um, like I remember around then, Eric Church put out a song called "Country Music Jesus," right? And I had some guy come up to me, uh, sign his sign way back. I only had like I didn't have many fans, but it was starting to happen. Um, And he had me sign his sign that said country music, Jesus. And it was a picture of me. Like he was saying, here's your guy. Um, That was aggressive, but I I appreciated it. Right. And that was what that music was speaking to people. It wasn't the pop thing that I that I changed over to. But I look at back at it now. I'm like, damn, if I had Mm -hmm. stuck to that dirt road communion record and just kept writing songs on guitar, kept writing what was real to me. um, I think right now I'd be in a very different place. But after that Dirt Road Communion record, Ready Set Roll happened, it was a much more slick pop perfect right. sound from me. Um at the same time, I loved it back then. Like I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I had no I'd just been a writer on cruise. Mm-hmm. That exploded, FGL exploded, those guys were big as big of influence as anybody on me because I was writing tons of songs with them. Um, so I didn't know anything. I was just learning how to write songs and just learn how to play guitar Um, and become an artist and do all that. So 2014 to 2019, it was slick pop bro whatever you want to call right, it all right. that thing all that that was one um but it wasn't because i was trying to prove a point it wasn't it was just because i was ignorant right i was learning right I, I was just i didn't know anything about music right um i wish i had stuck to the more raw thing that you hear it really it's it's cool if you listen to duro communion you're gonna hear a lot of i hate cowboys record on that right um, so there was 14 to 19, how many years that is? I'm not good at that. that was that that was my next question? Was like,
0: because I feel like you, I feel like you, do you feel like you've come full circle?
1: Yeah, it's crazy because we came full circle in a moment with drinking beer, talking God, I man, with, with like 10 years after cruise, it was like, all right, I'm done with that, right? Um, and I'm done with it because. I don't know if I can say I didn't love it because I loved it at the time. I loved messing around with like I had so much fun when we did ready, set, roll, ride. Right. Eyes on you. At the same time, deep down, I think I had a thing like, hmm, how do I fix this? Because this isn't exactly me. Um, And the key, the formula that I just found out 10 years later, which makes sense. I mean, they call it a 10 year town for a reason. I mean, for me, it took me 10 years to really learn. How to make a great record, and I I consider the "I Hate Cowboys" and "All those Go to Hell" record a great record. No, it's a, it's a phenomenal fucking record. Uh, I would never say that about any of my other records. <laughs> not that they weren't good. Not that they weren't good. People didn't like them.
0: Not yeah, but not, I don't think they were great. I records. think I, I think um, I've had conversation about your album with people that you that work for your label, um, and I feel that I, I when I first heard the album, I'm like, huh. This is a chase race that I've been waiting for that you know is in that there. I know is in there. You've seen it at 10 groups. seen Tennessee. It. <laughs> so it's like this. I'm like this is a chase Rice that everyone needs to know. Mm. And everyone needs to get to know. And I'm like I'm finally
1: I'm glad that he's finally like letting the world yeah see who he truly is. I I can't remember. I think it was Lee, my monitor guy. I said kind of the same thing, like, damn, I wish I'd made this record 10 years ago. Um, And he, I mean, it's obvious when he said it, it's true, but it's like, yeah, but you didn't have the life experience. You didn't have the the stuff that you're singing about to even make the record. Right. Yeah, I know. But I, um, I I think what I got caught up in, and I think a lot of people get caught up in the music industry is right now is Zach Bryan or Morgan Wallen. They're two ends of the spectrum, but they're both the guys. Correct. Um, And I get caught up in it sometimes too of like, how do I get that? How do I have what Luke Combs had? How do I have what Sam Hunt had? How do I have what FGL had? Mm-hmm. Um, instead of trying to build a career, um, a, a career in music can last 60, 70 years, Correct. which is now crazy. Still, the is dead, but he still got a career. Right. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's, it's one of the few jobs that you can impact over hundreds of years. Right. Um, and uh-huh. that's what I'm, I'm focusing on now. Like, I'm going to be able to look back, hopefully in a lot of years from now and be like that, that 14 to 19 era was a exploration time for me. And it led to some other cool shit. Um, but I think there's probably a lot of people even still that are like, mm, I don't really trust this. I hate Cowboys record because of what I've known him for right. on this other stuff that like he doesn't know who he is. And I'd be the first one to tell you like, no, I didn't. I do now, though on this album yeah it, 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 I'm, I'm glad you found your sound because it's like you
0: know I mean you, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have those people like that anyway but yeah for sure. you know but it's 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 the people that you know that get it and grow with you as ones that you like you you're doing it for you're yeah not just doing it for yourself now you're doing it for those people who like okay if we've watched you grow from this guy to this guy it's a Taylor Swift effect
1: yeah you know, oh, she's completely different she's, now than she, she was. Yeah, she's completely different. "Teardrops on My Guitar." Exactly, like, yeah, I ain't her no more. And it's
0: like you know, but her her fan base has grown. Yeah, with her, That's a good point. Those 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 twenty five year old girls that are screaming and sung and waiting
1: in Ticketmaster keys yeah. for her tickets, they were listening to her when she yeah. they were like six or seven. And she's, I don't know, I haven't been to her shows, but like, it's interesting looking at shows now that you look out, the crowd's not a bunch of college kids. Um, and I'd like to go get them. I'd like them to listen to this record, but at the same time, if I'm a college kid, I'm probably not wanting to hear life part of living and seat or some of the more, I mean, it's just life part of living is a guy singing about what's happening in his life Mm -hmm. in his mid thirties Kid ain't going to really connect to that at 19 years old. Um, but there's other stuff that they can listen to on it. That is a little like bad Daddy to be a beer. That's right. You can relate to that at any age. <laughs> um, but I, I do think there's some fans that I lost over the 14 to 19 era mm-hmm. because they didn't want me to go that pop route. Um, and I don't really blame them. Um, but hopefully they'll come back and they'll, they'll. there's going to be a lot more people coming to the table to my music right. from this album. Right. I think there's going to be even more on the next album because we're going to do it the exact same way. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> when you, uh, I was at a BBR's party. Which one? Uh, the CMA, I think it was CMA pre-party before this album came out and you played it at Brooklyn Bowl and you got there and you played, you played. Uh, I
1: think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Key West in Colorado. Yes, I think I, is that when I said that's like. What you said. I'm done playing this shit. I said I appreciate what you guys have yeah. done for me over the last eight nine years, but I'm done with this shit. Yeah. Here's a new one, and I played Key West in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I was a little aggressive, but it's. I just I wanted them to believe it, and that's there's. But and, it caught everyone's attention. I, I guess I it was caught, a- <laughs> it, but like, no
0: it caught like, if you looked around the room at that point, okay, like, and like at least from where I was up in the upstairs part, it caught everyone's attention like yeah, oh shit.
1: I don't think a lot of people believed it truly either because people say that. I probably said that before. And then you put something out, it's like, that's not really that different. Right. And then I think when the album finally did drop, people were like, oh shit, he wasn't lying. <laughs> um, this record is good. Yeah. I love it from top to bottom. There wouldn't be a skit for me. The only one I was hesitant on, which is funny enough, was Bad Day to Be a Cold Beer, which is your sing- which, which is the single. first single. Um, but I also called that. I was like, as we're recording it, I said to Oscar, I said, watch this again gonna end up being the first fucking single. <laughs> um but we battled on it hard, not... Once we finally decided to record it, the first time we did it right. and felt good about it, it was so... The drum beat, everything was so on Drink In My Hand, uh, the Eric Church song. Right. Yeah. It was on it. It wasn't a tip of the hat to it. It was it. Right. And uh, so we battled hard on trying to fight against that and make it its own thing as opposed to Drink In My Hand. And we did that. So once we did that, I was like, okay, it has its own lane. It does give the tip of the hat to Drink In My Hand, but it's not that um, and I was good with it on the record. And then I figured as soon as it came out, it would raise its hand. Jeff Marino, who's Darius Rucker's drummer, yeah. he said, he put it in the set list. We, we were just debating, trying to figure out the set list. because right. We're playing 13 brand new songs on a, on a, <laughs> Jesus, on a live show. How, like, long is your, how long is your set? It's an playing, hour and 40. You're playing 13 songs. About an hour 40. And then I play Eyes on You, Drink yeah. a Beer, Lonely, all those. Um, do you I still do an, play Ride? Ac- I play Ride Acoustic. Okay. That makes it make sense. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't make sense Otherwise, at all. It's-, <laughs> it's a cool road that we go down on the whole album. Cause we start with, or the show, because we start with walk that easy mm-hmm. going to some, we're always going in and out of the older stuff, right. but it's telling the story of where I am now. And the, uh, along with telling the last 10 years. Wow. Um, but Jeff said, let's put, let's play eyes on you towards the end. And then the very last song before you walk off is going to be bad day to be cold beer. And uh, I said, dude, we can't follow eyes on you. One of my biggest songs with a song nobody's heard. He said, I think in the next few months, it's going to be massive. I think we should just do it. Said, okay, let's do it. And the first show we did, I texted management, everybody. I said, it was in Laughlin, Nevada. I was like, Guys, we might want to reconsider what's going to follow way down yonder. That's going to be the first single. And we might want to put Bad Day to be a Cold Beer. After the third show, I said, guys, we might want to reconsider Wait On Yonder not being the single and going with Bad Day to Be a Cold Beer. After the fifth show, we changed it because the response was so massive. Um, I want this album to be heard by everybody that can hear it. Right. So if, if Bad Day to Be Cold Beer is the one that's going to get in as many people's ears as possible, let's go. Good Lord. I just get chills thinking about it. It's fucking crazy. It's after five song- after five shows Jeff was right it was uh, Bad Day to Be a Colbert the response I don't know if you've seen any of the videos but it's
0: I, I, I haven't seen any videos however I have I've listened to the songs I'll show
1: you one video right now yeah just to give you the idea of why it's raising its hands so so much <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. I think that's Norfolk, Virginia. <sighs> and that's never been played Holy on the radio. Shit. So it's got that effect. Obviously, some people even at the end are saying right. it just cuz you may not know the rest, but you know that part. You know that part. But they're singing the whole chorus. So that right there is what made us decide, all right, that's going to be the first single. Let's we got to lay up, let's take it. Good lord. And my uh, the the radio people are like <laughs> Um, like nope don't ever say that. It's not a layup. It's like, guys, if this isn't a layup, you guys aren't good enough at your job, and I'm not good enough at music. <laughs> and, and I'll call their asses out on it, and I have, and they and they love it. But we're still gonna have to grind. We're still gonna to do the work. Yeah. But yeah. um, it should be a it should be hopefully it. It my third be, number one. Yeah. yeah, that should be number one hit
0: you right. That is that is totally. Now that you said drinking my hand, that is totally. It's like right on drinking my hand vibes.
1: Vibes, 100. Yeah, totally. and I'm not shying away from them. if they if they came to me, they were like, hey, you stole this. We want songwriter credit. I'd be like, cool, it's yours, whatever. I'm like, take it. I don't think Eric would do that. I don't think Eric would do
0: that at all. But, I don't think he would do that at all. No. Uh, so let's let's take it back. Let's talk about uh, Asheville, North Carolina. How was, how, how was Chase
1: Rice as a kid? Um, I was a good kid. Like I was, I didn't party. I didn't drink. I focused on football, like football. Yeah. I had a high school girlfriend, lived that whole popular kid in school. Um, so, I, but I was a good kid. Uh, yeah. I had a good heart, um, tried to treat people well, um, but football was my life. That was it. And I didn't party. And you didn't party at all? No, the tin roof chase that you know is, well, you, he didn't exist in high school.
0: <laughs> That's
1: okay. The 10 roof markets, you know, I didn't do it in college. I didn't, I didn't, I waited until after college to do it. That, me too. That's why I'm yeah. still, I think, having so much fun with it now. Yeah. Which is know. funny though. I see, I know people around this town who are my age or even older and they don't look like they're that they age. They don't, no. I think there's something to living young that keeps you it looking keeps you young. young. Like, yeah, it does keep you young. Like, uh,
0: can we, can we, I, I'm, I'm going to mention his name, but and he, I'm sure he won't care. I'm sure he'll find it funny, but. These cigars this, are amazing, by the way. Oh, these are great. Good God. Live pasteurs.
1: Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to buy some of these for oh, yeah. sure. I'm going to get you some. Okay.
0: I'll get you some. Be awesome. um, I'll get you a number. I'll get you some because these are the new sponsors for the podcast. So. so I'll get you some. Um, McKitty. Oh, yeah.
1: How old is McKitty? Oh, he's probably 55. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> that is a fair question.
0: That's, that like, that's a person's like, how old are you, dude? Because you, I have no idea. You have no idea how old he is.
1: No, I And don't. he's at like 10 range every weekend. Every single weekend. <laughs> and I can't talk trash. I can't. I, can I. When I'm off, I try to be yeah. too. I, I can't, can't talk trash either, but it's like, bruh I can't. I don't know. He's probably 55, <laughs> 60 years old. We don't know.
0: <laughs> but, Kitty, if you ever hear this, I swear to God, just text me how old you are. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows. He, for all we know, he could be like 22. Exactly. Or he could be 60. I mean this guy he he parties every week at Tenerife, and he is the prime example of
1: looking young all the time yeah all the time i he's living young he's living young he's living that'll young. probably catch up at some point for all of us for, <laughs> <laughs> but i i mean i I don't feel my age i i love, love my life um there's there's another part of it that'll happen at some point right, but I'm enjoying where I'm at right now so let's talk about like
0: collaboration because you had you, you talked about your collabs with FGL mm-hmm.
1: who's a dream collaboration that you would would want to work with I would want to do something with Eric at some point really um, Eric would be awesome and, and it, it would make sense down the road I mean it actually make
0: sense to get him on the uh, get him on a deluxe version or a remix version of Bad Day to be a code,
1: cool, Eric that would be sick um, damn, I didn't think I did even cross my mind. I should work at A&R, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you should be hired. You should be hired for that shit. But I also have a song called Church that I'm recording live from Wilmington on for uh, Saturday. No shit. Okay. Um, I put it and we, We're actually, I've, I've even sang it live and it's right. not even done. Like I've just been tweaking it as we go. Uh, that Jared Mullins and I have mm-hmm. worked on together and um, it is a. Badass song, and it's it's it, I, we Springsteened church like it's oh, that. Shit. It's about my first Eric Church concert that it, we can continue on from the high school years that you were just talking right. about. High school, I went to Carolina. After that, played football. Was well, same guy. Like I was just a continuation of that guy. Right. Good guy. Didn't really party that much. And then senior year happened. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got hurt my junior year. Missed the whole season. Senior year, my dad died. Everything falls apart. Um, then I started partying. And, but I had a girl named Katie that um, I just learned to play guitar. Mm-hmm. She knew I loved country music. And I don't know if I loved Eric Church then because he was new. But I did start learning this song, so clearly I, I liked him. Right. But she took me to an Eric Church concert in Raleigh, North Carolina at the Lincoln Theater. And this song is all about that night. And it's not really about Katie. It mentions her in it. Um, It's about that experience and what my first Eric Church concert did for me. And I sent it to Eric. I think it was the night I wrote it. And uh, what did he say? I don't even know if he was going to. I didn't know if he was going to respond. I didn't know if he'd appreciate it. it I just texted it to him. He said, that means a lot, me. Go Good writing on the tune, too. Very well done. So... I don't know if he would end up ever singing on that. Um, we'll see. I think that'd be fun. I think that'd be cool. Um,
0: Eric, if you're listening, if you hear this. You have the same publicist, so you might as well just go ahead and just make it happen. You
1: know? <laughs> well, Evie's the one that actually encouraged me to send it to him. I'm like, God dang. Okay, I'll do it. Because we're, we're buddies, but yeah. we're not close. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Luke would make sense. We were in the same high school, Combs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this is just in the country round. Yeah. Um, uh, shoot. I don't, I don't know who would want to do a collab with me right now because I've been so all over the place, Right. but I think once we continue to establish this, I hate Cowboys record and, and continue to show y'all, this is who I am. Right. It ain't, it ain't going backwards. Um, that, that could open up some really cool opportunities to do some songs with people. But at the same time, I don't, I don't really just want to do them with everybody. I think it needs to be the to right sense. song. It needs to make sense. Yeah, it has to make sense. Um,
0: I can see, I can see Luke, Luke doing one with you, too. He, I mean, you were in a spot where it's like you're getting ready to blow up
1: even bigger than what you were. I think back in 2000, uh I'll say fourteen to yeah to nineteen even. Yeah. Um, I think I, I I reached my ceiling um, where I was then. I reached the ceiling of what I had then, right? Uh, and it couldn't go any higher, right? Now you,
0: I think now you're the new the ceiling. House. You're yeah, the new exactly, house.
1: exactly. Very good point. <laughs> um, I think now the ceiling is different, mm-hmm. and it's not even close to where it could go, or right. will go, or hopefully goes. At the same time, I'm trying not to focus on any of that. And I'm just trying to focus on making the best deluxe version of I Hate Cowboys. Right. Um, Because you have have a deluxe version coming out. Yeah, it's going to happen for sure. Church is going to be on that live. Um, And then I'm staying in Wilmington, like I said, for four days. We're going to write most of it. I've already got probably two songs that I didn't put on the I Hate Cowboys record that we could put on the deluxe. But Oscar's so particular about what we record. um, And he has a great brain for it. Like, he's just a smart dude. His name's Oscar Charles. First, like, it could have gone so south on this album because it fell through with Jay Joyce. We did two songs together. Jay wasn't in. He was not all in with me. And right. he's he's Eric's guy. Right. He's, he even said a few times, like, dude, you, even the way you talk sounds a lot like Eric. It's like he doesn't want another one of those. Right. He's already got it. Um, and... So that didn't work out. And then last minute we shifted back to Oscar, who we we're gonna work with. Oscar wanted to do the record in my house. I wanted to do the record in my house. So a producer that hasn't won a bunch of awards. I knew he was great because I loved his Circles EP from mm-hmm. Boy Named Banjo. Mm-hmm. Um, in a house that's not even a studio, it could have gone so bad. And the label said, "Y'all gonna do it." It was awesome. It was really cool. Broken Bow to like just let us go. And we didn't, we had a list of about 20 songs. We narrowed it down to 13 and each day we didn't know what we were recording. It was just like over coffee. Um, what do you want to record today? And he'd be like, well, let's do Oklahoma. It's like, okay, let's do walk alone. I'm like, wait, we're recording that. He said, yeah, it's sick. Let's do it. It was that simple. Okay. Let's do walk alone. Wow. So... On the deluxe, it'll be the same thing. It won't be in my house. It'll be in his studio now that he's got in uh, in south here, south of Nashville. Um, But it'll be the same thing. We're gonna go in there for probably five days, record six new songs, and call it a day. So, so um, I have my notes here, and uh, so you you are releasing the deluxe version May eighteenth. Yes. that was on the... That was on the day your dad died. The, yeah, that's the day my dad died. So for a day, that's when I wrote down in Florida. Right. We just recorded, that was Oscar's idea, for me and a guitar, the microphone was like kind of right in the center and I was just right. playing and we did one take. We did three takes. I did one for for Addie, one for Danny, one for Walker, who's my nieces, niece and two nephews. And we're releasing the final one that I did, which was Walker. Um, May 18th. It was on. It's on the vinyl, right? I think. I think it's on the vinyl. It's a it's hidden right. track. It's a hidden track on the vinyl. I think it's but we're releasing it on, and it's not. It's the same version. It's it's raw. It's just one take of me singing. Um, I'm crying. I'm like I'm all over the place. But um, yeah, we're doing that May 18th. <laughs> So clearly, I mean clearly you, you had a there was a bond with your
0: dad that you that was unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Um you think he'd be proud of who you are today?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be Yeah. Um I think he'd be confused as to why like, dude dude, why are you thirty seven, not married with kids yet, man? <laughs> I think he'd be confused about that. But um I think he'd be proud of of where I'm headed. I think he'd be proud of where I am and fighting and, yeah. and just he wouldn't be proud of a lot of stuff I've done, but I mean, I, I, mean, I didn't make it up. I probably got yeah. some of it from him. <laughs> um, so, but I think he'd be real proud of, of this record. I think he'd be proud of me. I think he'd be proud of me and both my brothers. Yeah. We're all do, living our lives um, and creating our own thing for ourselves. Successful. Yeah, they're they're in, they're working banking and they have families, they have kids, they're great dads, they're great husbands. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, let's talk about your first number one because eyes on you was for no ready set roll was first number one no no, eyes on you was first number one eyes on you ready to five gonna want it tonight went to two then it was eyes on that you fucking sucks dude I haven't had <laughs> uh, I haven't had I haven't had I've only had two number ones and then third was Cruz as, as a writer.
0: Cruz as a writer, yeah. That fucking.
1: <laughs> I don't, bro. I don't like. I've not had a ton of radio hits over a ten-year career. But neither has right. Eric.
0: Eric has. Like, if, right. you, if you want to compare your career to Eric, and not saying you do, but like no. if, if you were go to use a comparison. Neither has Eric. I think Eric might have maybe 11 number ones over a span of, of his 20,
1: 20 years. Um, the difference is Eric never had to figure out who he was. I, right. he would say differently from right. sure he's evolved, right. but he had a, a Jay Joyce from the beginning. Right. I had, a bunch, had a bunch of different producers and I was trying a bunch of different stuff and that's not on the producers. That's on me right. to figure out who I you know, who I was. Um. I was leading the charge like on eyes on you on lonely. If you are like, I was leading the charge on a lot of the stuff um, on this record. I was not leading the charge as much. It was Oscar that come, come in and he was like, he was, he was my J to right. Eric. It was, it's awesome. So now it's going to be interesting over the next 10 years to see what Oscar and I can do yeah. together. It's, Cause it's going to evolve too. Jeez. It's uh, he, he had it figured out more from the, from the get go. Him and Jay, right? Than I did. Um, but now, if you're gonna like call this record one, right? It's about to get crazy. It's about to get crazy. From now till I'm 45, so it's, it's gonna a, be it's, a lot of fun. So
0: you've basically
1: you've done something that a lot of people fail at, and let's rebrand yourself. Yeah, and I wouldn't even say I rebranded. I'd say I finally found, found a brand. Yeah, yeah, And it's just me. Like yeah. we didn't create something. Um, it's just me. Um but I, I have branded myself. Like right. it, and it was all on acts. it all was, was all natural, not on accident. But like even the buffalo hat that I wear on stage, yeah. like, that's just my farm hat. That's just my house here in Nashville and it's and I I, I I'm a Buffalo rancher on the side, <laughs> which is crazy. But I love it. Um and the music matches that we recorded it at that farm. Um yeah, we we yeah, we went to... Maybe I don't know what my brand was. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know what your brand was either. Maybe, I mean, but that's all. I mean, that's part of learning. That's part of figuring out who the hell you are as a, yeah. as an artist. Um, I'll be remiss not to talk about because I have one myself. Your dog Jack. Yeah,
1: that's the guy right there. He's the best man.
0: Uh, they're like your kids. Like these dogs are like your kids. Yeah, part of your family. They're part of your family.
1: How old is Jack now? He's over a little bit over two. He turned two in March. First dog I've ever had. Yeah. And I say that like my bus driver is pretty funny. Uncle Carl. Yeah. And I remember one time I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, Uncle Carl, man, this is the first dog I've ever had. He just didn't say anything. He looked at me. He was like, that's what the hell's wrong with you. (laughs) like, Yeah, that's a good point, Carl. Um, but yeah, Jack's too. He's he's a duck dog. Yeah, duck, duck, bird dog, duck yeah. and geese. Um, he's changed my life for sure. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I have responsibility. Like t- today, I'm about to go to dinner after this, mm-hmm. and then I he's been in his kennel now for an hour. But I know I can't stay out till three a.m. Right, I've got to get home and let a dog out. So, not that I'm planning on that. It's Wednesday. If I stay out till three a.m., I'm sick. But <laughs> those were the old days, guys. Those were the old the days. Old day. <laughs> Wednesday, let's send it. But I got responsibility now. Also, he's a buddy. Like I'm rolling around on the floor with him, like yeah. talking in a high pitched voice, saying "I love you." Yeah. Buddy. Like I wouldn't do that before. No, it softens you up in a. My, good one. So mine turns ten this year.
0: My it's Charlie. He's a Beagle Australian Shepherd mix. Oh, I bet he's awesome. Oh. He's ten, but he like he still has the energy of a two-year-old puppy. Really? Well, that's good. And Keeps which, is, him young. which is great. Um, but that motherfucker, he's an asshole. Really? He love the death, but he's an asshole. Like he like the like the passing gas now, and just like he doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I, I realized I realized my dog doesn't want to be near me all the time anymore because um, I couldn't sleep the other night. So I moved from my bed to my couch in which he was sleeping on my couch. And I have a section. I have a big-ass sectional. So he's, like, on the other end of the damn couch, nowhere near me. This motherfucker gets up and goes into the bedroom. The moment I lay on the couch, I'm like I'm like, you motherfucker. Like... <laughs>
1: I'm invading your space. Jack does that sometimes too. Like <laughs> he'll, he'll always wait at the end of the bed, jump on the bed. It Once I say place, yeah. he gets on the bed, curls up, and then he looks at me. He's like, are you going to tell me to come up there and cuddle you right now? Because I want to. <laughs> he'll come do that. He'll get his belly rubs. Yep. And then, as soon as I'm done rubbing, he'll go to back to the edge of the bed. Yep. And then pass out. And then at some point, he jumps off the bed, yeah. goes to the floor.
0: Yeah, might yeah, yeah. If mine has started for some reason sleeping in my closet. Don't know why. I'm gonna move his, gonna move my, his bed to the closet. He just he's he's weird. He's a weird. They like dog. their own things.
1: They like sometimes. their own things. I'm just like, dude. And there'll be times where Jack, it'll be 10 o'clock at night. I'll be watching a movie or whatever, and he'll just come up to me, sit down, and just stare at me. It's like, hey, motherfucker we're going to bed right now. I'm tired. And I'm just like, God dang, Jack. Okay. We'll go to bed. Like if he could speak, that's what he'd be saying. Oh, yeah. I'm tired. We're going to bed. Yeah. Mine does that. Or,
0: or he does it for going
1: outside. And I'll be
0: like, all right, just give me five minutes. And he'll just sit there like, oh. <laughs> like getting pissed. skin getting pissed. He doesn't even like, he doesn't even cry. Anymore. He might just go, oh, oh, <laughs>
1: Jack's still in that kid mode. You know, if he's in human years, he's a teenager now. Um, he's really, really well trained and he really listens. Yeah. But when I say I, his break command is party on, that means he can do whatever you want. He goes nuts, man. He goes out of the golf course with me. If there's kids around, He's they're going to be throwing sticks for rocks oh, or whatever shit. for four hours. Like he won't stop. Um, he wants to go nuts, but same time I want to have a little bit of, little bit control, of control over him where he's not just a crazy ass right. dog. Jesus He comes on stage every night for Ben's seat, which is the dog song. Yeah. Um he said he comes on. Now he knows what he's. Now he knows what it is. He's at first. He was like, "What the hell's going on?" There's people everywhere, but now he knows. This. He doesn't even come to me. He runs straight to the front of the stage. I and think, I, I, think I saw a
0: video of that yeah. he, went, he went straight to the front of the stage, the
1: catwalk, straight to the front. Yeah. And then I'll have to. I've got it down now. Like before, I'm trying to call him. He can't hear me. He's right. on stage, thousand people. Now I just go up, and grab his collar, bring him to me. I say, I have to say, sit like four times. Like, bro, you better listen to me right now. Do not. Go to the front of that stage while I'm singing this song. This is a deep song. Um, so he sits there. People get a kick out of it. Um, they're about to be real pissed, though, because after Athens, Georgia, next Thursday, his trainer's coming to pick him up, and he'll be gone for a few months. So yeah, people are going to be pissed. We came to see came your dog, see and, and, your dog here. and your dog's even here. People have signs up that say, I just came to see Jack. So what's your uh, favorite song off the album? Um, I'm trying to find this one picture. I think I saw it a couple days ago. Yeah. Just here for Jack. Holy shit. It's like, well, I appreciate that, but I still got your (laughs) money. Thank you. Um, Thanks for your child support. (laughs) Go straight to his food. Straight to his food. (laughs) But um that is a hard hard question for this album because it's, it's very deep it's this. very deep and it's very personal yeah i mean bench seat is insanely mm-hmm. dark it's insanely real it's, it's true story about i'll just tell that real quick yeah. it's my best buddy um came to my house in 19 um explains he put his 45 to his head almost shot himself he didn't because his dog came out, put his head on his lap comes to my house the next day or a couple of days later, um, gets the help he needed over the next few years, um, stayed at my house for a couple of weeks, but continue right. to right. work on himself, talk to therapists, whatever's going on with him. Um, he actually microdoses shrooms too, which I think is very effective for some people.
0: Yeah. I've, I've noticed that I had a friend tell me about that. She started doing it and she's
1: like, it's actually like a really good psychedelic. And I'm like, I don't fuck with shrooms yeah. at all. You can, so I've, I've tried them. Um, Um, but it's the microdose thing. It's very controlled. Yeah. It's not at all. Like I remember somebody telling me that I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm not over there tripping my balls off. Um, it's, it's kind of like, it's, I don't know how to explain Maybe if you take an Adderall, it's something similar to that. Um, and it's, I've, I've loved it when I've tried it. Um, and I'm not over here doing it to try to Party. It was more so just, I want to see what this is about. Um, I wouldn't tell somebody to just go do shrooms. Right. Bad idea. Yeah. But it's helped him a lot. Um, and now he's, he's, so he got his life together, um, comes back to my house sitting in the, uh, the couch area at my outdoor little fire pit and uh, he's like bro you should write a song he's better now he's good I'm like hell yeah got my buddy back he said you should write a song about a guy driving around a struggle with his dog and I just laughed it off I'm like that's cliche country bullshit man yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't want that on this <laughs> record um, but a few days later I did I wrote Ben C, just sitting there I had the whole video idea in my head and that was when I was like okay if I'm going to have a dog in this video I I knew there'd be three dogs mm-hmm. for the different ages. Mm-hmm. Um, the puppy's going to be mine. Right. It took us a year and a half to piece it together for filming it. Um, so the middle-aged dog ended up being mine. But I got Jack because of that video, because of that song. And that's the story behind Bench Seat. It's wow. very real. Um, and it's more so about him and his dog. But right. there's a lot of stuff in there that's like... You wouldn't have a clue. You wouldn't have a clue. Mr. Reynolds, like that's, that's him. Uh, State Road 44, that was my college football number. Like there's a lot of stuff in there that, that makes it even more cool and unique. So for that reason, I would say Ben Seed's my favorite. But then there's other songs like, uh, I love Oklahoma. Yeah. It's just a jam. Yeah. It was the only night session we did. So yeah. we didn't have any time restraints. I love if I were, if I were rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. that. That was the first song that I wrote off the record. Really? Yeah, I wrote it by myself, just sitting on the couch. I love that, and I love um, "Good Night, Nancy." It's mm-hmm. fucking. That's like it's all, fire. It's f- <laughs> people don't know it, and, and it, it's gonna take t- people time to learn the whole album. I guess, but. It is fire. Life. Oh my God. I was listening away here. I'm like, God damn. this! Song. Cause it starts out just like chill. Yeah. And then it gets hammered, change tempos. It's that's one of my favorites off it. And walk alone is weirdly yeah. a, a favorite for yeah. me. So do you, so I, cause I, I know that
0: I know this of you and I know you, you used to, you used to base your album off of what you perform, like your live shows. So did you have a little bit of that mindset when you
1: were were putting this or used this? Um, We didn't think about anything. No. But let's make this song the best song today. Gotcha. Um, Oscar was very good about, we don't have this song for the record. Let's do it. We didn't have Bad Day to Be a Colby for the album. So we got to do something like this um, because it's missing it. It's not a full album without Mm -hmm. without that. Um, So he's real good about that. Um, Each song, each day was just like, this walk alone does not have to match bench seat mm-hmm. how do we make walk alone the very best that it can be because it's all the same thing at the end of the day with right. no click live instruments live band no tracks at all, in right. my voice that's what brings it all together one last question
0: i've been asking a lot of letter artists this season do you feel as though you made it
1: hell no so I like to hear. Not it. even close. That's oh, so I like to hear. You you just getting started, don't you? I feel like I'm just getting started. Um, I think people are seeing a different version of me. Yeah. I think they're seeing me for the first time yeah. ever. Um, it's an uncomfortable show sometimes because I'm not hammered on stage, right. first of all. I used to be hammered. You know, it used to be like, I need you guys as insane as you can be for an hour and a half. Right. I started seeing people last year. The crowds were thinning out towards the end of the show. Um, I think we we're just beating them over the head. Like we're playing Blake 182. We're playing, <laughs> we're hammering them. This year, like I'm signing autographs at the end of Drinking Beer Talking God Amen, which is the actual last song. And I'm look I looked up at one show, I can't remember where most of the shows, but there was one show in particular. I looked up, I'm like, oh shit. Like they ain't leaving. <laughs> we don't have another song, y'all. I promise. <laughs> we're done. But that's a good thing. Okay. Mer- merch numbers have tripled, quadrupled. Um, ticket sales are screaming. Like, we're, we're playing in Wilmington Saturday for the live record. It's 7,000, 7,500, somewhere around there. And it's, uh, there's 200 tickets left, I found out, before I walked in here. So, it'll be sold out. Like, we couldn't have sold 7,000 tickets last year. Mm-hmm. So, that's where you start getting to the Burststone Arena, yep. the St. Amity Theater. Yep. Um, stadiums, I've never crossed my mind. I, I, that's not a goal for me. Right. I just, if it happens, cool. I. I feel like you made it when you're playing stadiums. <laughs> I don't know how you can get bigger than that, um, but I think well, you got you uh, got to taste it, it on Kenny's tour. Yeah, I mean Kenny, he made t- it. Yeah, you got um, taste of it on Kenny's tour. But I guarantee, if you asked, I don't know what Morgan would say to that right now. Yeah, I, he may say no. I, I right. don't know, but made it is very subjective to what right. your definition of that right. that is. Um, but no, no, I don't think I have. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You have
0: the one, the only, (laughs) the real Chase Rice. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. From Casa de Monte Cristo in Nashville, you are
1: listening to The Smoking Section.